Hello and welcome back to Tracks. It's episode 71. Our summer break is over. The prodigal sons have returned. Wow. How about that for bigging us up early doors? <laughs> Maybe a bit too much. Yeah, but we're here, we're refreshed, and after two weeks, which I think were pretty damn fun, our summer mixes, we're now back with a normal standard, bog standard, ticking the boxes episode of Tracks. Lovely stuff. What have we got coming up, Harry? So we have got a little bit of a rundown of the nominees of the 2017 Mercury Awards. Yes, that is exactly what we have. We're going through the 12 artists and albums shortlisted and basically giving our frank and honest opinions. We get a bit controversial. Yeah. We get a bit opinionated. And we criticise a little bit. (laughs) I feel bad for even doing it, but we had to. It was essential. Um, it's a great episode and it's, as you would expect from such a shortlist, packed to the rafters with great music. So there's not much really more to say than where are we going to find them? We're going to find them on that shiny little fifth Nice. Shall we begin? You alright, mate? Alright there, Tim. How's it going? Uh, everything is pretty good, thank you. How are you? Uh, I am lovely, thank you very much. Good. Um, how has your week off been? We are recording this a bit ahead of time. Um, two weeks ahead of time, in fact. Yeah. I'm about to head off on my little holidays. Um, but you've had a week away off. How has it been? It was really nice. Apart from Glastonbury, it's the first week I've had off. Uh, since the start of the year so it was uh, lovely to just kind of do very much almost nothing but well nothing for a week <laughs> but you know just do some I've had some nice days out and bit of R&R bit of R&R yeah instead of A&R yeah Oi. <laughs> yeah so it was it was really nice any exciting news that has occurred while you've been away um I don't know how exciting it is for other people. Um, I spent my week with a lovely lady. Oh. A lovely lady. A lovely lady she was. Yes. Um, so that's kind of... I, I won't get into it, but... Get into that's, it. That's They news. want to know the sordid details, our <laughs> listeners. Um, shout out Lucy. Uh, oh. Yeah. Isn't he cute? He's getting all coy <laughs> and going a bit red in the cheeks. No. Like when you're like five years old your mum's like have you got a girlfriend and you're like no I hate girls I don't yeah. like them they're smelly yeah exactly <laughs> uh, yeah that's you right now yeah it's, it's been it's been really good I've had a really lovely time I'm very glad to hear it I'm rejuvenated and ready to go again do you feel reju- rejuvenated <laughs> rejuvenated <laughs> do I feel rejuvenated <laughs> I really do I feel like fully refreshed and back to like not that I was really drowned Droned out, whatever the word. <laughs> droned are. out. Not that I was really like, you know, energy gone, but um, I feel very much batteries recharged and wow, quite I'm... looking forward to going back to work, which is odd. Um, crazy. I'm jealous of your rechargedness because I feel like a 
million dollars worth of manure. <laughs> That's quite a lot. Well, you're going away at the end of this week, right? Yeah, it's a bit weird to sort of preemptively to talk about something that's coming up, but by the time people listen to this, will have already happened. But I'm off to the end of the Road Festival. Yep. I'm assuming it'll have been good by the time you hear this. Um, doing all sorts of little stuff, going to visit my mum, all that. Um, you're going for a little bit of a northern trip, aren't you? Going for a little jaunt. Yeah. Um, I think we've covered it on the podcast already, actually, haven't we? Maybe. Yeah, I think we said Maybe. it last week, so it's just boring for everyone at this stage. Boring, boring ten. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I'm feeling good. A bit tired today because yeah, we had yeah. the older uh, Bricker's birthday last night. Hannah, our Glastonbury companion, amongst other things. Um, yeah, I'm Very, quite tired from yeah. that. It was a quite a late one. It we was, had, well, we had bottomless beers, yeah. which I will probably never do well. again. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah, no, I did. I mean, We've, the thing I loved about it is that you paid thirty pounds at the beginning of the night, so it was about half two three o'clock pay 30 quid you get a choice of meals nice food good food um this is uh the north lane brew north house lane brew house by the way uh so you you got food i had a nice halloumi burger you had a lovely burger that you eventually well you didn't eat you wrapped it up I wrapped it up take home left it because i did yeah and i forgot it and left it on a bench but well <laughs> the less said about that the better yeah and then uh you could just basically go and fill up your pint go basically go and get as many drinks as you wanted between the hours of three and nine yeah which it turns out um i'm not responsible enough to actually do i could have told you that oh we everyone was just sitting there working out how many beers will it take to make your money blah 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 and we all kind of thought between four and six whether you got the meal or not yeah and i think we got to eight nine oh, too many something like that just which, so many too you know many. over six hours you know but then again when you realise you're on five and it's an hour till nine, then you're up there every couple of minutes. I know. Minutes well, that was the thing. The most of it. That was the that was where I started to lose my merry little mind a bit. It was when the deadline started to approach, and I was suddenly just getting <laughs> them in. We left. Yeah. I'm, I, it sounds wasteful, but we left when we all left the pub. The pub. <laughs> the pub. The pub. There were like three or four pints on the I table know, it was that bad, no wasn't one it? was taking. I know. Oh. I'm pretty sure I had all mine, but. I'm yeah, sure they used to just it. leaving them. Well, there was a bit like right towards the end where I couldn't, I couldn't keep track of which drinks were mine. There was just loads and loads of drinks, pints on the table, mm. and I was like, "Is this mine? Is this mine?" It's an odd night, I guess, because I guess it's a good night to do it. It was on a Sunday evening, yeah. So if they did that on a Saturday or Friday, they'd probably be losing money, yeah, because everyone would be there. People go mental. Not many people want to do a big Friday night, but the fact that it was bank holiday the next day, yeah made a big big difference yeah so i i am a bit tired from that but other than that good 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 and speaking of good uh good music have you heard any recently is there anything that's been segue there tim thank you very much um they don't call you a pro for nothing they don't even call me a pro we do some sometimes (laughs) (laughs) yeah some some very nice music uh over the last kind of week last friday uh, the kind of New Music Friday thing completely passed me by because I was away and I wasn't doing anything to do with anything. Um, so Everything Everything's album came out, which I have not had a chance to listen to, and I was I wanted to get that done so I could possibly, if I liked it, have it as a review, uh, have it as a, a highlight. But I didn't get a chance. Um, it's very good for the record. Um, lovely. It's not my highlight of the week, but. No. Uh, very 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 good and i'm normally a bit of an everything everything skeptic um cool i've often found 
I don't know if it's I don't know if it's necessarily his voice or his delivery, his style of delivery, the singer. I've often, yeah, I've often just found it a bit grating and irritating. Um, but okay. this this album really does it for me. Lovely. Uh, maybe I'll get a chance to listen to that soon then. Um, the the kind of track that I'm going for, though, is a new track by King Cruel. This is his second release of the year so far. Uh, which you can only assume means there's another record coming. His last uh, was 2013, Six Feet Beneath the Moon, a really good album, taken really well by people as well, like seen as like uh, one of the best upcoming kind of artists. But I guess it's been quite a while now. Uh, it feels he like ages. I mean, I did I've... bring out an album with his brother under the name of Archie, um, so his real name, uh, which was good. And I think there are elements of that that are creeping into this new one. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's definitely been a while since that one that was taken very well. Yeah. And it's interesting that he sort of became quite a big name, didn't he? Although he did, I'm not yeah. sure, not sure necessarily like sold millions of records or whatever. But yeah, very kind of um, like you say quite uh, looked up to, I think, by a lot of younger artists as well. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, King Cruel is the pseudonym, pseudonym, yeah, of Archie Marshall, and it actually comes from a character in Donkey Kong called King K. Rule, King Cruel. Very I did good. not know that. Yeah. Um, so Archie is a London-based singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, um, and I guess the main takeaway from him for most people is that how distinct his voice is. Mm. Uh, that's well every everyone is going to comment on that I think when they hear him and it's very deep very distinct you can hear Archie on anything that he does well you expect to on anything <laughs> that he's on you can just you know his voice yeah and this song uh, which I haven't mentioned the name of yet uh, the song is Czech One spelt kind of Czech Republic Czech One um and it's a really cool track. It's very much kind of, you know, what you'd expect from him. It's, it is reminiscent of the first album. Uh, but like I say, with elements of this new stuff, he's been working on a little bit more electronica, but a bit slower. Um, think kind of a mix of... I always want to say Jamie T and like James Blake... Yeah, like a mix of that. It's like quite minimal without the rap kind of stuff of Jamie T. But yeah. he has that grittiness that he does for sure. But this one, this particular song, instrumentally, it actually reminds me a bit of um, the first song on Miss Hudson and the Library's album wow. called "On the Street Where You Live." It's just kind yeah. of really, really simple. Really, that was a piano song, wasn't it? Yeah, but there's just something about it. This the simplicity and the um, sort of the pace of it feels similar to me yeah um so yeah there's nothing better to do than give people a little bit of this track so it is uh check one by king cruel she asked me why i'm here but i come here every night you need to tell us something No, I need a place to write 
And as the sea of darkness forms and casts us into night You asked me what our name was called, but I found it hard to write So that were King Cruel. Uh, Tim, give us your highlight please. So my highlight of the week is, I think, a band we have played before on the podcast, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, they are out of Toronto, called Always or All Vays. Yeah, depending. We have, we've talked about Archie. Yes, the song. Marry me, Archie. Marry me, Archie. Yeah. Um, so, as you mentioned, that particular song was on a self-titled album in I think like 2014, so a few years ago now. Um, but an album that I really, really loved. Exactly the kind of thing that um, you would kind of expect me to like. Female vocals. Uh, nice, slightly fuzzy, jingly jangly pop music, like indie pop music, um, but like with a, a it's, there's a real heart to their kind of kind of songwriting and um, always a a softer side to a lot of their tunes. I think um, I absolutely loved their last album, and they are back on the eighth of September. Their new album called Anti Socialites dropped, and. I think it's really, really, really good. I've um, over the last few weeks been hearing they they put three singles out before uh, the album, and they got a lot of airplay on Six Music, um, and it was one of the things I shazammed and I'd like really taken notice every time it comes on in the background. I just thought, you know what, this is lovely. Um, yeah, I think there's not a huge amount to say that I haven't already said about this kind of music. I always feel like I'm kind of repeating myself, but, um, uh, the lead singer is called Molly Rankin. Uh, I, she really adds something just lovely to what they do. And I think it really sets, it's the vocal really that sets them apart from a lot of other stuff that we play here on the podcast. And, um, that, you know, that I listen to generally. Um, it's just a record. I think people should really go and check out. If thinks like they always remind me of teenage fan club. Um, I think that's kind of the most obvious comparison. So if you like them, then you'll like this. And also, if you listen to this podcast, because I play so much of this kind of stuff, odds are you probably quite like it. So go have a listen. The song I'm going to play is, I think it was either the second or the third single they put out. It's called Dream Tonight. with Dreams Tonight a bit of kind of a sort of 80s high school American prom vibe to it Uh, a little bit more synthy than I was expecting and a little bit more synthy than the last album as well generally speaking we are getting a bit more of that kind of stuff here from them cool Um, but yeah really good I like it a lot good I haven't heard it but I will listen to it Harry listen to it do it Uh, so that brings us to the end of our musical highlights of the week (laughs) so this week sees the 26th annual Mercury Music Prize take place in London Londinium can you Harry tell us 
me than the listeners. What is the Mercury Music Prize? What is it? Uh, the Mercury Awards is basically an award that is given to somebody for an album that they created that year. And it's made and, of Mercury. Yes, and it is... The shortlist always comes out, I think, in the summer. And in September, they kind of... They say who won it. And the uh, the board tends to be um, past nominations and sometimes past winners. And is it critics as well? Yeah, I think so. Essentially, it's a bit of a mix, isn't it? Yeah, essentially, every single year... Uh, like you say, critics, musicians. I think there's a lot of musicians on like a panel. Yeah. They come together and they pick the twelve best UK and Irish albums, and from that list, we then eventually are left with one fantastic winner. Previous winners have been Arctic Monkeys, Suede, uh, yeah, Primal Scream won the first one. Uh, Young Fathers, a big favourite of mine, won it a few years back. James Blake has won it. PJ Harvey twice. PJ Harvey twice. Basically, it's, I think, one of the reasons that we are both very much uh, fans of this particular award, because really, generally speaking, I'm not always sure that uh, this idea of kind of awards for music is necessarily matters or particularly interesting. You know, you get all the kind of VMAs and whatever. One thing I think it does for some people, which I've always thought the Mercury Awards are really good for, is that they do give a sum of money to the band. Yeah, it's £25,000. Yeah, I remember when the XX won, and they were like, what are you going to do with it? And they were like, oh, we're going to use it to record the new album and yeah. get like better production and stuff. Um, so, which we'll go into a little bit more, um, we have some quite big names in there, which um, maybe the money wouldn't be as big a deal for them. But I guess it's it's not always about that. But, no, um, but for, some, for some, it will make a difference. I think what I really like as well is that you get all sorts of kind of... Um, Know, non-mainstream acts uh, given this kind of platform and um, this exposure that they wouldn't otherwise get so you know obviously from our point of view we uh, like a lot of indie music and it, it is something that champions you get a lot of guitar bands and you get a lot of that kind of alternative music scene being in there but you know, I think back a few years ago when like Anthony and the Johnsons won it really odd act uh, you know wouldn't have got that coverage in any other way they really mix it up don't they in terms of who's on there they tend to kind of um, fit different genres in they'll have kind of token acts for certain genres yeah and I think I think looking back as we have done in the prep for this episode looking back at previous shortlists it's always really interesting because like in those 12 albums I, I do get the feeling that you get a snapshot of what the whole of the music scene was doing in that year so yeah you know in recent years, you've got more kind of uh, UK hip hop and grime popping up there. You go back to the early '90s, you are getting just lots and lots of guitar bands. I think, and we've gone kind of all sorts of different places along that line. It is a really nice, a really nice thing, and I think um, everyone. It's seen as a big deal here, mm. is basically what I'm trying to say, and rightly so. It does cover September to September, doesn't it? Because there's some albums on there from 2016. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would assume it must run. Yeah, which I was just thinking year. in my head. Oh, hang on a minute, but that makes sense. I guess it still covers the year. Yes. Um, so what we what we're basically banging on about is that we're gonna go through this year's shortlist, the 12 albums that uh, have been picked, and I guess ultimately we're probably gonna 
uh, say who we want to win slash think will win. I guess that's where we're going to end up on today's episode. Yeah. So um, if you guys can't wait two days to just find out anyway, normally, we're here to help out. And it, maybe if we're right, that would be great. Yeah, I really hope so. I mean, we're going to put this out there now, actually. Yeah. I'm going to say, we're already right, because, <laughs> uh, you know, this is like the biggest industry experts panel that comes together and picks 12 albums. And I'll tell you what, we've played pretty much every single act on this here podcast. Yes. Championed. And some we championed from the very beginning Yeah, when they were, let's just say, unknown. Um, and yeah. now here they are. Yeah. Shortlisted on one of the biggest awards, certainly in the UK. Started from the bottom, and now we all here, <laughs> is what I think is happening. Um, so let's also start from the top of the list. And then we'll get there. Yeah, and then we'll get there, down at the bottom of it. Um, <laughs> so first up, we have Alt-J with Relaxer. Yes. Uh, a record we have discussed a bit before. Um, yeah. And... Discuss seeing live at Glastonbury, and it's one of the kind of the moments of my musical year. I think was seeing them play some of this new stuff live. Three WW in particular Me uh, stands out as a memory. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about this record? I am a fan. Uh, so, Alt J actually won this award in 2012 with an awesome wave, and I think back then that was an album for me that did something so new and was so great that it absolutely deserved its spot yeah. and deserved to win in my opinion yeah they came um, out like this sort of fully fleshed thing didn't they it was just kind yeah. of yeah, I'd never heard of them and they won against so many great artists including the Maccabees and Django Django Ben Howard Michael Kiwanuka Michael Kiwanuka Plan B Jesse Ware loads and loads of people um, this year I with this album I don't think it necessarily took the risks that would give it that same push as An Awesome Wave did. Um, I thought it was a good album, a relatively short album. Um, some songs on there which were fantastic and some songs on there that just didn't catch me at all, really. So, although I definitely think it deserves its place in there as a great band, uh, yeah, this isn't, for me, one that I would expect to win. No, I... I kind of agree i think one of the you know we're obviously basing most of this on opinion but also i think one of the criteria that i would sort of lay at um you know potential winners would be as you say being really innovative and groundbreaking and doing something uh like you say uh new completely new and completely unlike anything else um i wouldn't by any means say it's a safe album but i would say yeah exactly like i think that We've I've maybe even discussed it before on the podcast. There is a, a video out there of people taking the mic a little bit, uh, saying this is how every Alt J song is written, yeah. and at times it does fall into this album does fall into that trap as well. Yeah, it, it has its characteristics that Alt J songs have, um, and by no means when we when we say like for winners tends to be something brand new and stuff. It's it can also be something that's done really really well and just sticks out as something that's been produced well and that is just great to hear and all jay's album is like that but um yeah it's it's one for me that this year i was expecting to probably have in my top 10 and i don't think it's going to yeah i i I know it's not going to yeah 
But uh, a very, very good album. For sure. Shouts to Alt J. Yeah. Next up is for us, I think maybe a little bit of a controversial one. And um, a number of people, when the shortlist was announced, sort of uh, alluded to the fact that in some ways it feels more mainstream than in other years. There are certain acts that, uh, I don't know, I, yeah certainly raised my eyebrows, my big old eyebrows, when I saw them on there. And act number two, Blossoms, that was one for me that I just didn't see coming. I'm a bit bemused by the the Blossoms bubble. I mean, yeah, I think we, we are and forever will be, because I think I read today that they've been like forwarded by Alex Turner and I can't remember, somebody else big. Um, and I just thought why yeah I, I, I yeah they're they're fine yeah um but we've seen them twice at Glastonbury now bizarrely um yeah and neither time was I particularly uh excited or impressed um I do think they have relatively catchy indie songs but it that's not enough sometimes no and I, th- and I also think in an, in another era where that uh, kind of music was getting pushed more, even sort of, you know, 2008, 2009, where it felt like the big record companies were putting out uh, lots of indie bands and really, you know, spending the money required to push them. I feel like Blossoms would just be lost in a sea of acts who are better than them, really. I, I'm a bit confused by them. Yeah, I, I honestly, and, you know, maybe I'll eat my hat in this, but I don't see them being remembered in T minus five years. Yeah, I mean, I think Charlemagne. They'll have their fans obviously still, and they'll probably get three or four albums out. But yeah, and I think Charlemagne will sort of hang around. That is quite a good song. I, you know, fair play to them. Credit where credit is due. I think it's a yeah. I I, I never hate it when I hear it. No. But um, yeah. Maybe they're a band that might um, through the years, through the whatever ten. 15 years they'll be going in my opinion they might reinvent themselves quite a bit maybe they'll change labels and things there's yeah. you know there's a basis there for possibly a good band maybe they'll do a bit of a horrors and yeah for sure and things about they're young they're certainly you know wet behind the ears aren't they they're mm. you know there's plenty of time for them to make a seminal album for me their self-titled debut is not one and i'm gonna put it out there now they are not going to win the mercury prize no I hope to certainly hope. <laughs> yeah, that would be quite good if they did purely to laugh at me. <laughs> so, third up, we have uh, Dinosaur with Together as One. Which, one of the acts, as uh, mentioned earlier, and Anthony and the Johnsons themselves, like, mm. I think when they popped up on the shortlist, most people were like, oh, who's that? Here's one I've got to look into. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something the Mercury Awards usually does. It always gives you a list of people. You'll be like, oh, I know these ones, and these ones I'm going to have to research into because I have no idea. Yeah. And it is a very left-field kind of choice. It's um, well, They're a jazz ensemble, aren't they? Which yeah. um, I think when we reviewed Untitled Unmastered, mm-hmm. we touched a little bit on our kind of lack of... Um, just lack of knowledge of jazz. It's not a kind of... Uh, a criticism of an art form, but I, I I just don't know where to where I'd even begin to analyze jazz. Yeah. What sounds good? What sounds fresh? What sounds 
exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think jazz is, a, is one of these things that sometimes, um, you know, you're probably a fan of of kind of elements of jazz and um, it's obviously something that is actually within music that we listen to that sometimes yeah. might go a bit unnoticed but obviously it's, it's an art form that has changed the face of music over time and it's it's obviously going to be brought into lots of elements and um, I mean I could list off loads of names that you might not recognise as jazz but certainly yeah. are um, but with this it's a it's a very out out and out jazz album that we we you know we both sat down and listened to and it's easy for a genre that you don't really listen to for albums like these to go amiss yeah and it's certainly no um what's the word reflection on them that we don't know anything about them yeah but it it's out there and it's great it's great that there's um you know there's this opportunity for people like us to at least dip our toes in there um it's one of those names that it wouldn't blow my mind if they did go and win the thing because I think left field choices have been made in the past. But yeah, I'm probably going to guess this also will not win the Mercury Prize. I don't think so. No. I would put money on them not winning. Yes. But the album is called Together as One and you can go check it out. It's on Edition Records and um, yeah, I, I certainly found it really interesting to listen to. So... Yeah, good on them. And also, I guess the other thing to say is that, you know, in an era where so many different uh, things come into the package of what makes a, uh, a successful musician or a band worth kind of celebrating, uh, in terms of musicality and musicianship, they're fantastic. Of they're course, you know, yeah. unbelievably talented. Um, so it's great that, the, that there's yeah. people like that there. Yeah, we're not playing them down at all. No. So fourth... Mm. This is I mean, this is the big one. Uh, so we have Ed Sheeran with Divide. I mean, and this divides opinion, doesn't it? Um, it blew my mind to see this on yeah, the shortlist, and I, to be perfectly frank, I still don't have a clue what I was doing there. I re- I, I accept that um, popular opinion, clearly because he sells so many records, is that Ed Sheeran is good. He is, admittedly, yes. But I think <laughs> I personally found this album quite cynical, quite um, transparent in its aims, quite uninteresting musically. It was very much, I think it was actually intentionally done, but it was very much just like a big collection of songs that didn't fit and I can't, I can't listen, I wouldn't be able to listen to this album as one. Um, it's very much a song of singles. Yeah, uh, sorry, an album of singles, um, and I think he went out to do that. To be fair to him, uh, but one of my big frustrations and criticisms of Ed Sheeran, which it it just rubs me the wrong way, is I've heard him talking about his music previously, and his only barometer for how good anything is is how many copies it sells, and it's like this is an artistic endeavor as well. I understand that there is a business. There is a music industry and a music business and you have to sell records, but if that's all you care about and you will literally just throw together some nonsense Irish Galway girl song purely because it's gonna get played and no. Well I think as as solely you know, a guy who writes music 
for other people. He's he obviously has the formula for uh, writing popular music. Yeah, and he's he's created an album where pretty much every song could be a number one single. Yeah, um, and you have to weigh up your you you have to look at him on one level as somebody who can write songs that people like. Yeah, and songs that people love, and you also have to weigh him up with artists that you think take risks and do things that are more interesting and or even just any kind of have a modicum of artistic art- credit yeah exactly artistic integrity and in trying to mm. do something that it, for me it's just a it's a, a reflection of a side of the music industry that i just don't like and i find really unpalatable um so i really hope he doesn't win it i hope he doesn't i don't think he will no. um i think people would be annoyed if he did yeah some people might be happy but uh yeah i think that's enough as we can really as much as we can yeah say that's about. maybe the the most critical we've ever been on the podcast i feel a bit mean yeah yeah Ed, ed's a nice guy <laughs> i don't even think he is that but. i think he's, i think he's decent <laughs> uh if we had him on he would be i'm sure he'd be absolutely lovely yeah but we we won't um <laughs> so fifth on the list we have glass animals with how to be a human being and this is an interesting one for me because I do really love this album. I don't think they will win, but I, I think if they did, I'd be like, ah, oh, nice. Because I think first time I heard this album, I thought, um, oh, this is, it reminds me a bit of Alt-J, and they were doing something that does seem a bit different. Yeah, they, There's indie tracks in there. It sounds, from one minute, it can sound like quite guitar-y music, and then it sounds like really, really well-written pop songs. And they're really catchy. There's a, v- a vocal which is slightly different, but the way it's written and the, the kind of melodies and stuff, really nice. It's a really well-crafted album that's, that I wouldn't hate if they won. The only thing I would say is that there's people on there that I think uh, I would be happier that they won. Yeah. I, I, it's an album I really love too, and I think your comparison to Old J uh, is a kind of spot on one because I remember... The first time I saw them, it was at Great Escape Festival. And I, I was just happened to be in a venue where they were coming on. Uh, didn't have a clue who they were, and I remember being as taken by their performance that day as I probably was the first time I heard Old Jay's um, first album. In that, it really did feel different. It really did feel unique, and um, yeah, there was just a kind of a real coolness to them. Like there was, yeah, very just like a lovely chilled sort of stage presence and like this yeah just really nice slick slick in a good way mm. sort of electronic indie music I I thought they were fantastic then and I've continued to enjoy them since um, did you know the lead singer apparently was uh, training to be a doctor really and he kind of packed it all in for music well, um, well. I think he was studying and he'd like he might have even been a doctor and his art kind of got in the way and he was like I want to do this instead that's crazy, but well, it seems to have worked out quite well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a it's a record I I would happily see win. Yeah, but I don't think it will. No, I don't. Oh, we're getting quite so away. many. Yeah, yeah we're, we're getting just, quite no, through the list. We're gonna get to twelve and we'll be like, I don't <laughs> think it will. <laughs> I don't know. The the latter, I think, are um, way more winnable. So, number six. Who have we got? We've got Jay Huss with uh, an album called Common Sense. And this is another one of the artists that 
Uh, when I saw the list, I had no idea who it was. Yeah. Um, Jay Huss is a British rapper from Stratford. And I think, um, as we touched upon earlier, the Mercury Prize shortlist being seen as a representation of the entire music uh, scene, it does feel a little bit to me that this is the kind of, the one that's saying, you know, there's a kind of, it's not grime, it's very much sort of... Yeah, I couldn't really place genre. Um, I feel like the genre I thought it was was maybe offensive. <laughs> um, it just sounded a little bit... Uh, and I'll preface this by saying I don't know a whole lot about them, so... Okay. Uh, I think it sounded just a bit kind of bedroomy, like kind of someone got... Yeah, there there is a little bit of a DIY with, yeah, yeah. element to it, but I, I don't necessarily hate that about it. No, the record. Um, I, it. I think it sounded very much like somebody's first attempt at something. Like yeah. that, again, that sounds maybe mean, but this artist shows a lot of promise yeah. with the music, and I think with better production and yeah. maybe slicker ideas, it could be. You know, yeah. there is th- to somebody to look forward to for the future I think yeah I think so there's a wit there that I, I do like lyrically there are some quite funny lines in here yeah. um, and that is something that as you know I really pick up on but I think it also shows like, it reflects on someone who um, does have something about them and does have something to say for themselves and like you say yeah. worth keeping an eye on but I I did find it just a little bit uninteresting um, yeah that's the thing, and if it if it does win, then certainly it would we would owe it to ourselves to really look into it yeah. and, and try and understand why, because yeah. it maybe it's hitting the mark with people that we're not quite getting. Yeah, but I think as we will come to in a minute, uh, there is a far more interesting UK rap scene and certain artists who are far more interesting within it. Um, yeah. We will get there. I suppose, actually, having said we will get there, we're kind of getting there now because for me, we come to. I'm gonna say. Odds on. Odd. Well, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know about the betting odds. It's difficult because obviously, when there's an album that you love so much and an artist that you love so much, it's like, to me, it would make perfect sense for this person, who is Kate Tempest, to go and win the Mercury Prize. Not only do I think she kind of embodies. Uh, everything that would be uh, a perfect winner of an independent music prize. Uh, I just think this is an incredible piece of work and her live show is incredible and she's incredible and yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit doughy-eyed or whatever that Mm. phrase is on this one. I see this as one that if it were to win would just make everybody happy pretty much and would be one that you think, yeah, that deserves it. That's yeah. that is the kind of perfect winner of an award like this. Yeah, it's yeah, it and also it's a again that that snapshot thing, shot thing because everything she talks about in her lyrics uh, is so poignant and pointed and of the moment and uh, you know it's touching all sorts of issues that are affecting people right now. I think when you sort of in 10 years time you look back through a list of past winners you'll see 2017 Kate Timbers 
uh, let them eat chaos, and it'll just be, it'll just be right. I think. Very fitting. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, big, big, big contender, and yeah. yeah. I think if let's say they were top three to win, this is certainly in that. Yeah. Yeah, and a, and a, an, an album that will last. It'll age well as well. I think. You know, this this isn't something that's gonna. Uh, in five years' time, you're gonna listen and think, "Oh, actually, I'm not quite sure on that one." No, because okay. it's of such a poignant time. Yeah, it's one for the ages. It's one for the ages, listeners. So next up for us is undoubtedly um, a personal favourite for us, yes. and one that, as we mentioned earlier, spans our entire lifespan as a podcast. Um, maybe the third or fourth song we ever played in the first episode was yeah. by this man. His name is Loyal Karner and he brought out his album Yesterday's Gone at the beginning of 2017, I seem to remember. Yes. Um, and in my humble opinion, it's a masterpiece. It's wonderful. Kind of start to finish. Interludes and all, just really, really fantastic. And this is certainly one that for me seems like a contender uh, in terms of its background in terms of its production and uh, him as a person like lots of things come together and make me think that this album this piece of work deserves that spot yeah i mean he's undoubtedly one of the nicest guys in music as well yeah by by all accounts um just an unbelievable talent and an unbelievable human being and I love the kind of uh, the amount of heart that is in this record you know, there's a lot about his family and things like that you know, even just the album cover which is heartwarming yeah yeah the, the album cover which is his family and the fact that Glastonbury brought his mum out it's like and his mum is actually on the record as well yeah and I think it's that kind of um, there's a really interesting mix in it because often uh, a lot of rap music is sort of based on bravado and kind of um, you know not necessarily such a tender subject matter but this kind of really is a really sensitive record and obviously musically it's not kind of hard beats at all it, a lot of it is quite uh, slow and relaxed and well, this is one of the ones that we kind of mentioned earlier that yeah. where there's so many jazz elements in there the yeah, yeah. instrumentals for this are, are really quite something yeah smooth and soulful and just really nice yeah I, I, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, and we've obviously, regular listeners will know, we've talked about Lord Karnat many, many times. I seem to remember we even made him like a hero of the year or something. Yeah. That might have happened. Or maybe Once. it didn't. Um, but, again, right up there for my money. Yeah, me too. So next up is one that I believe uh, you're going to do a much better job of summarising than I am. Uh, yeah, I mean, better, probably not. Um, so next up we have Sampha with the album Process and this is one that as soon as I heard it and now we're in September one that I still hold up there as one of the best pieces of work this year Um, so you kind of think, do the maths it's certainly if it were to win well, I, I, I honestly see it as a, a contender to win. I don't think it will, but uh, I would be very, very, very happy if it did. Um, process is a fantastic, like, 
a fantastic album that delves into his psyche and it's it's a very personal album extremely personal it's beautiful it has fantastic lyricism it's instrumentally brilliant there's so many big tracks on there and some really soft and nice ones uh, live he's great he um he really this is his first full-length lp and he did an incredible incredible job with it yeah and it has that sensitivity i think that uh, we talked about with the lorcana record as well it it does feel um like you're listening to a, a genuine artist with telling their story and you're totally uh, encapsulated by that yeah. i've got to be honest I, it's not a record that i've listened to as much as you have but it's definitely one that sort of stayed with me um and i think i think he may well win it yeah i just have a feeling okay call me mystic meg <laughs> <laughs> certainly i mean this guy's absolutely odds on to be in our top 10 uh, no doubt but uh, I would love to see him win this it would be really fantastic and he's also you know if we're talking about nicest people in music he's he seems to be an absolute gentleman a gem a gem a gem uh, of himself diamond in the rough um, so yeah move on to the next yes next up we have Stormzy uh, the Who's kind that? Yeah, the kind of one-man uh, battering ram of British popular culture and music. And I mean that in a very complimentary way. He is just this superstar. An unbelievable level of um, fame and admiration. And um, and to sign for United in the same year as well. God. I know. <laughs> Still can't take a penalty though, can he? Um <laughs> Yes, but this is his debut record, which is mad considering what a huge deal Stormzy is. Uh, it's called Gang Signs and Prayer, and I guess it follows on from last year when we got Kanichiwa by Skepta, which is a huge grime album, winning this particular prize. Um, UK grime scene is sort of unique, I think, in the fact that we don't really have many kind of areas of music over here that I think are influencing the agenda across the pond to quite such an extent. I mean, obviously, Drake is the main uh, champion, I suppose, uh, of the kind of huge acts in America. But basically, grime is just taking over. It's, it's become the new rock and roll. It's like... 100%. I mean, how many times have we said, oh, it's the new punk? Yeah. Um, countless times. Yeah. And that's kind of catching on as well. People are kind of noticing that and realizing it that these are voices that are now getting heard and yeah. they're really good at doing it. And I think what's really exciting as well is that um, what started out as quite a sort of, again, that kind of DIY um, sort of genre and sort of came a lot of the artists from that kind of background um, when they're now getting access to you know the big studios and you know the all the promotion that comes with that kind of stuff they're being really really adventurous with it and I think from year to year grime is moving at a faster pace than pretty much anything else and that's only ever going to be a really really exciting thing I think this does feel like another leap from Kanichiwa um, 
It's it, that. I think last year has made it harder for Stormzy to win. Yes, this year. I think that's true. Certainly. Um, rightly or wrongly, because obviously it's all meant to be done on artistic merit. Yeah. I would be very, very surprised if, for a second year, a grime artist won. Me too. But at the same time, could could do. Yeah. It's certainly not out of the question, but yeah, I, my instinct would be no. Yeah, me too. So for us, next, another really special one. Very. Uh, almost, I would say, similar to the year that we saw uh, the Maccabees on the shortlist. This year, we've got The Big Moon, and uh, when I first saw that they'd made the list, I was... It was a big surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was the first thing I said to you. When It wasn't, have you seen the... Have you seen the shortlist or what do you think of it? It was just the big mooner on there. Yeah. Mad. Like, we had literally, when the announcement was made, we had seen them in front of, like, a, a reasonable size crowd, but by no means bustling at Glastonbury. Um, mm. And to see them getting this kind of um, props from such a establishment is unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm so absolutely thrilled for them. Yeah, very proud of them. Like... Whether they were to win this or not, just being on the shortlist could really help these guys out. Yeah. Because yes, they have a following, but I, th- you know, I think you'd agree with me that they deserve probably more than they're getting. I think because seeing them twice at Glastonbury, the second time we saw them, the sec- the, the, the the next year, I think we expected a little bit more of yeah. a crowd. But then again, we saw them in Brighton, where the place was buzzing. I mean, I thought we were going to fall into the sea when yeah. we saw them in Brighton. Uh, we were on the pier, at the end of the pier, and people just bouncing up and down, and I was terrified for our safety at that stage. But it was amazing. What a fantastic show. And actually, I forget which song it is now, but there's a lot of footage from that gig on a recent video of theirs, which, um, yeah, if you want to see like how much people enjoy themselves at a Big Moon show, go and watch that, because it really it really does kind of reflect how it felt to be there that night. Yeah, we're um, in it. So don't look out for no, us. No, I know. I was very disappointed by that. I thought yeah. uh, far less handsome people than us made the cut. So <laughs> gutted. Um, yeah. But the album is called Love in the Fourth Dimension. And um, what I will also say, obviously, uh, you hope that certain politics don't necessarily come into this kind of thing. But this is a very heavily male shortlist this year, I think. You know, you've got mm. Kate Tempest. Uh, you've got, obviously one third of the XX is female and I the believe. Big Moon are an all female act yeah and some of uh, Dinosaur okay. might be as well but still we're talking the vast majority male Yeah, um, and I think you know, we're not going to delve into uh, any kind of conspiracy theories or whatever, you know, whatever it is that some people might use as a reasoning for that being the case but I do think it's worth uh, noting and celebrating the fact that the Big Moon are an all-female act, um, doing things very much their own way, and absolutely killing it. And I think that's worth, um, yeah, giving a big cheer and a shout out to them. My feeling is they won't do it. No. I would be very surprised if they did. It would be an absolute cause for celebration if they did. It would be. I would be over the moon. The big one. Yes. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I I don't see them winning it they're performing at the ceremony though good is that is that is that a clue i don't know i don't know i don't know if the no certainly not because i remember 
Macri is doing a pretty bad performance of Pelican at one of those. Really? Yeah. Because well, um, it's weird, isn't it? Because the room is all like tables. Yeah, so, and the stage is a bit up higher, I think, as yeah. well. So, I I mean, I, I did see that there was tickets, and I did quite want to go, but they're quite expensive. But, Maybe I could sort of smack. Oh, yeah, that's trying to do that. <laughs> um, so, uh, I suppose it is quite a weird show to actually play live at, but um, again, just great that, you know. Are the decisions, sorry, they're just. Are the, are the decisions made uh, before they're all up there playing and stuff, or it, it must be? I don't quite know when. Mm. I don't know if um, I don't the, don't know if the decision is also made when the shortlist decision is made. So it's just kind of a formality, and there's just a sort of a time for everyone to go and listen to the full list before they announce it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's the, usually the case. You hear kind of stories of people at the Oscars and things knowing that they haven't won or yeah. whether they've won like before they've even got to the ceremony so you know it's yeah probably likely that they'll play anyway but um but yeah if you haven't gone and listened to the album at the very least go and listen to it um and celebrate our girls yeah so we come on to the final act it's previous winner and one of my absolute favorite albums of the year it's yeah. the xx with i see you um I'm delighted that it made the cut. Um, I feel like it's, you sort of hear it in the promotion for pretty much every album by an act who have made a few albums. This kind of phrase, a return to form. But I do feel like it's a real return to them at their kind of magnificent best. I, I don't dislike the other albums since their debut, but this for me is just a real fantastic, fantastic piece of work and one that's kind of soundtracked a lot of my summer, to be honest. It soundtracks quite a few people, so I've heard it on a lot of things, a lot yeah. of media uh, recently. And important to mention, 2010 winners with yes. their debut. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think unbelievably well deserved that year. For me, you know, there's stuff on the shortlist the year that they won it that we really love, including, you know, Foles, I'm thinking of Villagers, things like that. Like real big hitters for us. But I remember that year just. There was nothing like the XX. There hadn't been anything like the XX, and I think the knock-on effect they've had since they arrived in the British music scene—it's been one of the most important albums in British music. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're so influential, uh, so brilliantly them. And you know, we talked about their their set at Glastonbury this year that for me stood out as one of my absolute favourite moments. It was just brilliant, mm. um, and they're just brilliant, and. Like I say, a really deserving place on the shortlist. Again, I am going to say I don't think they will do it this year. No, not a lot of people. I think it might only be one. PJ Harvey's yeah. won it twice. Um, so that this would make them just the second people in 25 years, the second act in 25 years that have won it twice. And I, I don't think I see that happening. I think there's people on there already that kind of sh have shaken things up a bit more yeah. than they did this year, and that's nothing bad against them. It's just yeah. there's some other people there. Yeah, I, th I think absolutely that. So that brings us to the end. That's 12. Yeah. And what a 12. Incredible list. I think, um, you know, I often, people who aren't necessarily as into music as we are, and not so, you know, constantly seeking out new stuff, I, I do often hear people say, like, oh, there's not really any good music out at the moment, is there? Or, you know, there's nothing particularly there to excite me. 
this is a reflection of how vibrant the British uh, and Irish music scenes are. I think there's just so much amazing stuff that we should, you know, just take a moment to be grateful for that as well. Because, um, yeah, what a year it's been. Absolutely. But there can only be one winner. And having sort of gone through a little bit, I think we should put our necks on the line. Maybe say who we would like to win okay. and who we think will win. And then when we actually find out who did, we may be heroes or we might have eggs on our faces. Okay. So you can go first. Uh, who, we'll do who we would like to win first. So um, my kind of sentimental... Uh, side of me I would like the big moon to win okay my in terms of music in terms of the album in terms of the act and who I think deserves to win it and so therefore really who I would like to win it I want K Tempest to win it okay that would be for me the right decision and one that would make me very happy okay um mine's a little bit similar I would really like It's a tough call, isn't it? Yeah. I think I would very much like... I'm not going to do exactly the same as you, but between Loyal Kana and Samfa, the Big Moon is also up there, but I have to choose different people. Uh, yeah, Samfa, I'd be really happy with. Loyal Kana, though, I would feel really proud and somebody that I think is very deserving of it and it's such a great piece of art and I, yeah. I would love... I would absolutely love for him to win that. Yeah. Um... But who do you think will win it? Can I say mine first, actually? Yes, go. I think Kate Tempest will win. Yeah? I mean, I, I hope you're right. Is, is, is it just a gut feeling? or a... Just a gut feeling, yeah. Again, my one of my kind of um, slight concerns, obviously it's not a grime record by any stretch of the imagination, but not a million miles away from Kanichiwa, mm. which is maybe a little bit of a concern for me I I think they would sit next to each other as two relatively similar acts um, winning in, te- in consecutive years so I, yeah I mean I feel like I said about three people I could see them winning it in the thing I, I've got a feeling Samford's going to do it that just feels feels like what's going to happen to me I would absolutely love that because I think, again, he feels like his music is exactly where the music industry is right now. Um, you know, you can make some really sort of lazy comparisons, but he is sort of our Frank Ocean in his own sort of way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think often these panels, they come together and they're listening to all that kind of stuff and... Uh, something that fits in with that is what gets them excited. I yeah. yeah I it's an emotionally hard hitting album, and it is a an album that can make you dance as well. And I think those mixtures of things might help him. And although if you know Sampha, you know the kind of work he's done in the past. You you might have known which way his album would have been headed heading, but uh, it is also it does seem like quite a new, fresh kind of record it yeah. is a nice slick take on like you say how music kind of is right now yeah 
Um, so it, there's a lot of things going his way for it to win. Yeah. So yeah, if I if I had to put money on it, I would. Uh, that's where I would be leaning. Okay. Very interesting. Well, we've got like from release date, we've got two days to wait. I will be uh, watching with bated breath, mm-hmm. and um, when blossoms win it, I will be eating my hat. <laughs> I don't honestly forgot they were in it. <laughs> um, nice one. Wicked. Fun episode. I enjoyed that. A real rundown. Like we've done a top of the pops. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Excellent. Well, thank you, listeners, so much for uh, rejoining us after our summer break. I know it's been a long old wait to get a proper episode, and I'm sure you're as delighted as us that we're back. Mm-hmm. Back for good. And. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all that. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if they really exactly. heard that. <laughs> no. Well, you did like a little hum. Um, back for good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> uh, so, all that really is left to say is I've been Tim and I've been Harry and this has been Tracks and we will see you next week yep bye 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 I'm waiting cause I'm fucked up